You've heard the pods. Now see the smods. Csmod.com, your one-stop shop for tickets and info to all upcoming live Smodco shows. Babylon at the Improv in Hollywood on December 2nd. Babylon back at the Improv in Hollywood on December 9th. Jay and Bob get old in Colorado. They have a sold-out show on Sunday, December 11th in Greenwood Village. Catch an evening with Kevin Smith for two evenings, actually, December 11th and December 12th in Greenwood Village, Colorado. Jay and Silent Bob get old December 12th south at the Landmark in Colorado. Fort Collins, get ready for Jay and Silent Bob get old on Tuesday, December 13th. Solo Kev in Colorado Springs on December 14th. Colorado Springs gets Jay and Silent Bob on Wednesday, December 14th. Jay and Silent Bob get old in Denver, Thursday, December 15th. An evening with that Kevin Smith in Denver, downtown in Larimer Square, Thursday, December 15th. Jay and Silent Bob get old in Telluride, Friday, December 16th. Kevin Smith dropping by Breckenridge on Sunday, December 18th. Big D, Jason Muse will be in you. Checking in for Marvelous Nerd Year's Eve, December 29th through January 1st, 2017. Bookmark csmod.com and we'll see you in your town soon. And what do you call that when you just can't go on And you wish in the end would come sooner Well, I pondered a question and I looked at the time And I said, well, it's 12 p.m. So let's call it a nooner Oh, good morning everybody we're not quite noon uh it's um 9 20 we got a late start here i had some technical difficulties difficulties and some speech difficulties welcome to the nooner podcast on the nooner uh on the jesus christ on the the <laughs> smodco internet radio network i am a shitty shitty host marty we meet every tuesday talk for two hours about nothing in particular today. I have a new guest. Uh, by the way, thank you, Will Wilkins, for getting us live. You are a prince. And Ernie was the one who fucked up the machine, so I'm blaming him. So um, you can look on our Twitter, which is at Nooner Dan Marty, to see a picture of how Ernie fucked it all up. New, uh, Ernie, do you have anything to say for yourself? No. Uh, so, sorry about that. Uh, I didn't... Uh, I was just posing for a photo, and uh, I thought that would be uh, funny and cute, but I guess I messed things up. Sorry. All right. I'm going to go back to bed. Um, But joining me uh, also in the studio is Scott Marvel Cassidy. Hi. Hi, Scott. Hi. So Scott and I have, uh, what, uh, at least 15 years of history, right? Maybe 17 yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 17 years I've known Scott. He's been a friend. He's been a lover. Uh, no. Uh, he's a <laughs> roommate. Roommate. And uh, I even uh, went on a couple dates with his wife. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. So um, this is what this is about. Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> okay. It was before you knew her. Uh, and so that makes it okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, Scott is a great friend and he is an artist of uh, visual 
manipulations. <laughs> you go and comedic manipulations as a well. Painter and a sculptor, and and <laughs> a comedian as well. Okay, fledgling, yeah. fledgling. Uh, he's uh, taken Eagle Rock by storm. There you go. Is that how it goes? Eagle Rock, adjacent maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Where do you Where do you perform? Uh, <laughs> open mics. I'm not really a, a comedian. But you have uh, regular trying. things that you yeah, go to, right? Yeah, it's usually open mics. But last month, I've been on pain meds for my teeth, so I haven't really been going out. What and, happened uh, to your teethies? I had a, a dental implant, so um, I'm afraid if I go up and have a good set under these pain meds, uh, <laughs> you're gonna fall I prey to, to them. The drugs all the time. Uh, are yeah. you still on them right now? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, actually, I didn't take it last night because of of this. So I'm I'm a little more clear headed. Oh, really? So it might be a little disappointing. Are you <laughs> incredibly in pain right now? Uh, no, but the thing is, it, not only is painful, it um, there's these throbs, and the throbs aren't painful, but it's disheartening and uh, it, it ruins your day with the throbbing face. Uh huh. Yeah. Throbbing face. Yeah. Well, like, their second album was good. Yeah. <laughs> but that's you know once they Throbbing once face. they started doing yeah. uh, the Warp tour, they kind of went downhill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's a bummer. Now that involves basically drilling a hole in your jaw, right? Yeah. And the thing is, they said uh, three more months, and we'll know if it has taken into your has is going to be a permanent thing because otherwise they'll they'll take it out if it's if there's any infection. So they say three months will know. I'm like, what? Wow. So for three months, I might be in pain. Um, by the way, we do have the Twitter machine on. I mean, not the Twitter machine, the Skype machine on. Uh, we don't call in right now, but uh, later on, we'll open up the lines. But it, it is there just in case I forget. And um, uh, also, I'm a visual, a more visual. So there's not a video element to this. So I shrug a lot and I talk with my hands a lot. So uh-huh. there's going to be a lot of... Um, silence. Yeah. No, no, it's good. The shrug. I yeah. tend to talk with shrugs. Well, I'm here to interpret your shrugs if you uh, <laughs> if you need anybody to, to help with that. Yeah. Okay, Ernie. Thank you for that. Um, uh, also, uh, John and uh, Giselle will be joining us later. And uh, uh, Cassandra has um, an audition so let's send her good vibes so she gets hired for something bill will join us soon he's been really crazy busy and have not heard from john as of late so um but like i said we i always say we have an open door policy so people can come and go and jason casafrakis will also be joining us someday soon in the future and uh we're gonna have a some sort of weekend boozy podcast coming up before year's end so stay tuned for that uh we start off talking about um, something in the news, and, and basically what I've, one thing I've asked, um, wondered about is, and Scott, do you, do you know anybody who voted for Trump? Yes, uh, most of my family. Really? Yes. Did you talk to them about it? Uh, t- uh, just through Facebook, and my, uh, I'm one of two people in my family who are liberal, so the rest are fairly conservative uh, military and also, yeah. But even conservatives voted for Hillary. Yeah, but for some reason they think Trump is good for the military. Oh, the sense. guy who who dodged the draft and called McCain a loser, more or less. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, so wh- why? Just is, do you think it's just sexism? I don't know. I kind of don't want to talk to them about it because I don't. I, it's like I. 
I just we already have tentative uh, relationships, so uh, yeah, I let my uh, nephew at this point take the brunt because he is—he's a young man and has the energy. So he's uh, a, he didn't go to Thanksgiving with them because of this election. Wait, who didn't? Your, my my your, nephew. Oh, yeah. your nephew, the, the, yeah, the so, other liberal. It had a, a basic uh, Facebook war and. Uh, Wow. Like, oh, thank you, God it's not me. I just don't talk anymore. Like last Thanksgiving, they kept referring to uh, Obama as Oblama, like as though that was going to like hurt me or something, Oblama. Uh, oh, I just kept saying, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. And what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I just take it with a grain of salt because uh, they don't mean harm. But then again, whatever. I don't know. Well, um, long history. I've been wondering, you know, trying to, to understand how people could support uh, Donald Trump. And Giselle actually sent me some, some pretty cool links off of Reddit about, um, you, you know, uh, basically of, of these people um, explaining why they voted for Trump. And w- this one person said, I'm just going to read out, just out loud uh, these, these things. Um, I think you're overestimating the number of people who voted him based on his policies. From what I see, it appears most people just wanted to strike a blow to establishment politics and avoid Hillary. See, I mean, I understand that vote, but then, but why would you vote for an insane person, though? Exactly. You know, and I think that if you're going to do that, you have to do it with, like, thought and and purpose and not just not just to avoid the establishment. Yes. Um, okay, but this, uh, this other person, Sharkington, said, there's a quote from some article that gets tossed around a lot, which is something like, the Trump detractors take him literally, but not seriously, while the Trump supporters take him seriously, um, but never literally. Uh, that's interesting. I like that. And I'm sure tons of people are sick of hearing that, but I think it's really important to understand. If you're obsessed with picking apart uh, policy decisions, decisions or trying to catch him in a lie, you're wasting your time because that's never what this has been about. I've thought long, uh, for a long time that policy debates are honestly pretty worthless. I assume we've all read about the study which concluded that U.S. policy decisions tend to be decided by the economic elite more so than any popular vote. What I don't understand is the willingness to compromise on elected officials if you already know uh, your opinion on policy is worthless to them. In my mind, the most important thing in this election was for Americans to take their voice back. Once you've done that, then you can start having the conversations that matter to you. But if you don't have a voice, nothing you say about policy matters because it's all been decided well above you. I think Trump still probably feels good for a lot of people because they see him as this weird kind of radical centrist. He's not far right by any means, but he seems very willing to push and force through some common sense ideas yeah. that have stuck in uh, that have been stuck in the identi- identity politics bullshit for the past eight years. Um, a pretty decent example of this is his attitude towards LGBT people. Yeah, because for the past year, eight years, it's been just really shitty for the LGBT community. Yeah, uh, my feelings change every day about how to take it. Um, uh, John Stewart the other day said, that, "Well, there's always been racism and hatred and anti-Semitism, like through uh, Nixon's, through Nixon, you know, since the history of America." So he's like, "Nothing's really changed." Um, yeah, I mean, even under Obama, we the the uh, Dakota. Um, 
standoff right now. North right. Dakota standoff right. is going on. And why isn't he stepping in? What's I mean, obviously it's something's wrong there. Yeah, so, yeah, it's um, it's insane. Um, well, this person basically is saying that you know, at a rally, Trump spoke out in support of LGBT people and people responded with cheers. Hmm. And he remarked how happy it was to see that from a Republican crowd. Um, this is the party that loudly boo you, booed a U.S. soldier for being openly gay just four years ago. Hmm. So is that Trump's influence or is that the establishment politics legalizing gay marriage and opening up the military to gays? I mean, isn't that the establishment that allowed that to happen? That uh, Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I this person concludes by saying, so overall, I'm basically saying you kind of need to see the trees for the forest here. Kind of got that wrong. Uh, examining the minutia of every claim he's uh, made won't be productive. I do understand the desire to be, to just say, ha, you got conned, you got played, look how quickly he's abandoned you. But I think that's really entirely missing the point. One major statement has already been made, and if Trump's entire presidency consists of nothing but centrist, reasonable policy with a bit of emphasis on moving away from globalism and tightening up on illegal immigration, I think you'll find the vast majority of GOP voters will uh, feel they got their votes worth. That's it's just, a big headache. That's um, a that's I've told my wife delusional. I'm going to stay away from it for a while because <laughs> I'm just kind of like, oh no, I'm being drawn back into because I've been waking up in the middle of the night, look, just reading about it, mm-hmm. and it's tearing my head apart. And uh, Maria was like, hey, just just stop reading about it. So last two days <laughs> now, I'm like, I'm like, you're right, you're right. Let's let's get on the ball here. But uh, um, I, I'm not a very active person. Politically, so uh, I feel like I'm just I, I'm not doing enough. But I well, have Even, right, yeah. And she's like, "Well, reading about it's not going to do anything." I was like, "That's true too." But I also don't want to just uh, skulk away and do nothing. But uh, I mean, I just donated money to uh, the pipeline debacle that's going on right now. Uh, See, I can't even think right now. The uh, North Dakota, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. I'm not even pretend I'm sharp with the uh, knowing about politics. Oh well, you don't have to be sharp about that. But I mean, it's it's kind of you you have a basic knowledge of it. Yeah. You know? Well, it's always funny. Uh, uh, David Cross had a joke when politics comes up. He always just says, "What about Kucinich?" <laughs> it's a good uh, baffle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't, I don't I think know who the word is now. Tennis <laughs> Kucinich, who had yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the hot redhead wife. Yeah. And was like and one of the f- uh, few like secularists serving in Congress. Yeah, and uh, how did he screw up? He uh, Oh, no, he got gerrymandered out of his uh, district. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. See, you know more than I do already. Oh. What about Kucinich? There yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I get the idea of uh, getting rid of establishment politics, but... There has to, it's, it's kind of like Trump saying, you know, we're going to get rid of Obamacare and replace it with something great. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you need to know what the great is before yeah, you vote for absolutely. it. Absolutely. And Paul uh, Ryan certainly doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And I don't think that that person on Reddit who, who had very thoughtful things to say, um, really had a good answer for that. And just to say like, well, maybe he'll be, be okay. Yeah. You know? I don't know. That, that's not good enough. And, uh, but he is right about. Um, like getting your voice back from the um, 
giving the voice to the people and taking it away from the economic elites. Yeah. And that, but that is not, not something that, that he never promised. Yeah. Like he didn't say that he was going to get away, do away with Citizens United. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he was going to like, he was going to open up libel laws, which basically silences the media and, and silences critics. Yeah. So it's like, and you, he's basically offered none of that. Yes. So it's, it's, I'm still beguiled, but I, I understand the idea of just shaking things up. But for, it, it's like, have you ever played like Mortal Kombat that, you know, the game where you got no, all these buttons? No, I have buttons? not, but okay. I know what it is. Yeah, it's kind of like basically just going, uh, you know, when somebody's beating you with knowing all the, the moves and you just going like, bash, 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 yeah. and like happening to, to get a win. Like that is not a strategy. Yeah, yeah. That is just, that's kind of just being like throwing everything up. I, yeah. you know, I give up and yeah. just starting, you know, just, just whatever. Yeah, sure. And, and we're a much more, we need to be a much more nuanced population and, yeah. and wise. So, okay. I'll just shut up about that. But I did want to know, I, I was really happy for that. Giselle sent that to me because it did get me, give me some insight into the mental thought, uh, the mental thought as opposed to the physical no, it's thought. Okay. It's kind of early um, for me. Yeah. Um, I apologize if on the live stream this is going in and out because, um, like I said, Ernie fucked up the machine that doesn't go in and out, and he's <laughs> actually really ashamed right now. He's, he just he's, team doesn't really care, I don't think, at this point. Uh, I'm just pretending to be contrite. Whatever. Don't touch me. Uh, you touched him. <laughs> um, so, Scott... Uh, you just finished filming. Uh, you participated in the filming of a comedy special. Yes, <laughs> I did, <laughs> but it wasn't yours. Uh, no, it was my wife's. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and how'd that go? Uh, I went very well. Your your uh, sister was directing it. Oh Jessica my goodness! You. Uh-huh. Um, did you know that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and, uh huh. Um, and. In what capacity did you serve? I was at one point. I had to do peekaboo. Peekaboo makes my wife, my wife Maria Bamford, mm-hmm. it makes my wife laugh really hard for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it is funny, uh, but she can laugh for a long time at my peekaboo. So it's e- either with the hands or from behind a door or something. So at one point they were filming it, and uh, uh, her manager, after I had film, filmed filmed peekaboo, she uh, uh, the manager came up and said. Uh, you're not really a, an actor at all. I go, okay, yeah, ha ha. And he goes, no, really, you're not an actor. I go, okay, I know that. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't quit your day job. I was like, well, the funny thing is, I don't have a day job. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a he's a great guy though. Um, Bruce. Yeah. Yes. And and for Lady Dynamite, like, is there any parallel between Bruce and um um what's his uh, name's character? Bruce, uh, Fred, uh, Fred Melamed plays Bruce on right. Lady Dynamite, and uh, there's a little crossover, you know. Uh huh. But uh, as Bruce says, it's not very close, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> By the way, Bruce is a big fan of the show, and he's been sure to to oh, inform shit. me several times that I'm not a podcaster, oh. <laughs> that I'm not a podcaster, and he says I'm not a good interviewee. Also, <laughs> oh, he just he yeah. direct direct tweeted me on that one. Oh God! Oh, thank you, Bruce. Screwed. Um, so, are you were you a producer on it then? You not gonna, at all. No. Are you gonna get a, a dog wrangling credit? Nothing. Um, Peekabooer. Nothing. I don't think I'm getting. I actually I made the the dog that's presented in every every scene of the the special. Uh-huh. I made a 
a paper mache version of one of our dogs, oh, a sculpture, okay. if you will. And I hope you charged up the butt. For uh, no, because we already getting paid. Yeah, I, I wondered about that, but it's okay. Uh huh. Yeah. But you should get a credit for that. At the very I think least. we'll get a credit. Yeah, like but sculptor. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah, like uh, in the art world. You but know, you're in, in it though too. Right? I'm in it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, singled out. Because uh-huh. uh, yeah, because you're. Play but I'm no actor, so no, no. Don't um, quit your day job. No. <laughs> or at first, I need to get a day job and then quit it. Um, now, how do you make money as an artist? Um, it's been very hard. It's been up and down. Um, in the past, I've worked as an artist assistant or worked in um, galleries as an um, art installer. I don't know how exciting this is for people, but uh, as an art assistant, I've worked for Paul McCarthy sort of a scatological sculptor guy, wonderful person. And Jim Shaw, I worked for 12 years. I painted his murals, which are based a lot of his on his dreams and political thoughts. And when he tells you, like, gives you direction on what he wants to do for a big mural, how did, what does he say? We kind of go over the, because the murals are usually like 20 feet by 30. No, no, will you be Jim? And I'll be like, uh, okay, wow, Jim, this is a really big uh, backdrop. And what, what, what do you want me to paint on this? I mean, oh, I have this dream. Here's a little thumbnail. Oh, Jim, so do we, should we do it larger? Uh, yeah, can you just make this little finger bigger? Like what, 30 feet bigger? Yes. Yeah. So, so you do that. And so I do that. And th- no, he does a nice drawing. He maps it out. And then okay. we literally Xerox it like 500 times larger. And then we do this thing called a pounce wheel. So you perforate the lines and then you get this powdery bag of charcoal and you press it through the little holes. Ah. That's what Michelangelo did. That's what everyone's done since the beginning of time. And then you just fill it in. And does he ever take pick up the brush? Yes, he does. He actually... Finish, f- does his little flourishes on top. But uh, this is after like six months with maybe like 20 people working on the thing. Jesus Christ. And I, then it's massive, so they don't sell well because they're so large. How much does he charge for something um, like that? I don't know. You know, it could be up like 300000 or Jesus more. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but they don't always sell, like I said. They're hard yeah. to put anywhere. Right, right. But Not museums many. get them. He had uh-huh. a retrospective at the new museum last year. Yeah, That's unbelievable. Yes. So I don't, uh, but the funny thing is you don't get a lot of credit, like uh, even though you might do the lion's share of the work, uh, for some reason in the art world, you don't get credit that you were an assistant on this thing. Right. Like right. there'll be books and tomes written about this, but not one mentioned that he had 20 people. And, and everybody's going to tell Maria that they love the dog in the background. And she'll say, <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> no, Maria it was cute, No, at least it? in Hollywood, they, do, they by law have to give credit to everybody, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So at least that's one good thing in Hollywood. Um, when is the show going to be on? Uh, I'm not sure about the special. The special. Actually, probably April, I'm thinking, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, you think that we should know since, like, my sister directed it. Yeah. Your wife is in it. My wife works for the company that's distributing it. So we kind of have our hands in the pie, so to speak. (laughs) I know. And yet, you and I are just nothing schlubs with a a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We got to... Uh, up the entertainment value. I know. Seriously, clearly, uh, Bruce has Bruce has some good wise insight. On. We need a visual element. <laughs> uh, if anybody has questions for Scott, um, oh jeez, uh, just tweet him on in, and um, we'll open up the. It's the first podcast I've been on, so uh, give me a break. And and you've got <laughs> a fake tooth in your jaw. Yeah, metal. It's uh, it's 
taken over my brain. It seriously. Can you eat on it? Uh, no, I have to eat it on the right side. Jesus. So uh, yeah, it's uh, taken over my life. And uh, mm-hmm. well, I have been um, trying to do something and with the podcast, trying to do something every uh, for. I just tried it for the first time and um, trying to do something every day for 30 days or for tw- for four weeks, 28 days. Wow. So I tried to do meditation for 28 days. Do you, do you meditate at all? Yeah, uh, 10 minutes a day, and sometimes twice a day. Do you do it unguided or guided? or uh, Guided. Usually I do it with Maria. How, about, how long do you do it for? Well, I don't always do it every day, okay. it turns out. No, I don't. But when it, I do but... it, it's like 15 minutes. Oh, hey, that's good. But wait, Maria guides you through it? Well, we have a little app, which, oh, uh, uh, I don't know what it's called, but, but it's a guy talking. English accent? Uh, I don't know who it is. All right. I don't know if it's, All right. no, I don't think he does. He has a, I think it's Dutch, maybe. Oh. Sort of like a Eckhart Tolle kind of guy. Who? Eckhart Tolle, is that how you say it? T-O-L-L-E? I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's a self-help guru kind of guy, and uh, he talks like this. Oh, is yes. it good? You select the chocolate cake, but you don't want it. <laughs> you still eat a chocolate cake. It's, <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. That's part of that. That's the guided that's yeah. in the meditation? Uh, yeah, it's like eight hours. Um, I mean, that you can get a audiobooks of him. Just talking about eating a chocolate cake, but not wanting it. And what is the point of that? That you are just eating because you for entertainment or eating when you're stressed and you're going to get fat or you should just mellow out or do meditation. And has it changed your life, meditation? Um, I think it does stop the clock. You know, I really think it does help me. Yeah. Because I tend to have a little ADD, so I'm all over the map, and it's a way to stop. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's hard for me because I have ADD, and it's hard for me to stop. Yeah, like right now I'm working on a graphic novel. I'm working on two paintings. I'm working on sculpture, and uh, they're all crowded in my studio, and it's like I just got to finish one thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to call this a bust. I'm going to call this a continuing experiment. <laughs> But for December, I'm going to try something else. Okay. I'm going to continue to fit in meditation where I can. But I find that I, I'm not focused well. And um, so I read lots of headlines and little news bits. And it's really hard for me to just sit down and just focus on a book. Oh, I have a great one for you. Okay. Uh, Ready Player One. I've read that one. I love that book. Wasn't that great? Oh Everybody my, I could not should have, put it down. If you guys at all enjoy, and that's funny because you haven't played Mortal Kombat. Like you don't no, know. No, but I, I knew most. I mean, I know all about Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And, and just all the references with Space Giants and Ultraman. Yeah. Uh, it was wonderful. I don't know. Uh, Spielberg bought the rights. I don't yeah. know how he's going to get clearances on everything. Oh, I'm sure that. I'm they, sure he will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that'll be a really great movie. It it well, I I loved it. I thought it was really funny and and just like it it, it captured the the sort of mid eighties zeitgeist in yeah. such a a really cool way. And there's a great mystery behind it. If it, if you guys haven't read it, you should do it. It's it's an easy. Yeah, read. Maria just read it. She's not even a science fiction person. She tore right through it. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Spielberg is directing with uh, Zach Penn writing the screenplay with Ernest Klein, who, who um, you know, Zach Penn used to uh, be friends with our friend Andrew. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, back in when they were first starting out. Oh, I know Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Good for him. Mark Rylance is in it. He, I think. Do you remember the who's the 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 um the main character's name? Is it Wade? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Uh, Parzival. Yeah. So it's Ty Sheridan playing the lead, and Olivia Cook playing the um the the romantic lead. Huh. huh. All right. I'm in. I'm I always in. pictured a Guillermo del Toro directing that, but... Um, well, we'll see. I mean, it's funny because isn't he supposed to be kind of like a fat kid? Yeah. And then, of course, he... Yeah, because even it. on the cover of the book, it's like a fat kid climbing up the into the little campers that he lives in. And then instead, they've got some hunky... Well, who would they dude. have? They could have like Seth Rogen or somebody. A young Seth Rogen? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a fat actor out there. I mean, slightly <laughs> pudgy actor out there who'd be more than happy to play that role like jack black even but or jack, maybe yeah but instead we've got ty hunky ty sheridan well there there is hollywood for you everybody <laughs> okay so i'm not going to read that book um so i need to find a different book i'm going to try to do one a week okay so uh, this I just week, read the keith richards biography autobiography which is pretty amazing yeah. just for the gratuitous drugs and sex and i want people who are listening uh, if you can just tweet in or email me books that, that uh, we can read. This week, I'm going to try to read The Infiltrator. Hmm. Are you familiar with that? No. Pulitzer Prize winning novel um, written by some USC professor about... Uh, it's a spy novel that uh, takes place during the Vietnam War. Oh. So it's kind of... It'll be good to have a, a main character who's of Asian persuasion and not some, not have it just be told the Vietnam war from a white drugged out, you know, soldier's perspective. Oh yeah. You know, it, uh, it would be, it'll be good. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's supposed to be a great movie. Um, Oh, it's going to be a movie too. Okay. I mean, a book. I mean, Oh yeah. I think it's, no, you know what? I, I need to, I, I think I've got the name wrong, but, um, what, what was the Keith Richards book called? Uh, yeah. Um, it was, <laughs> it was autobiography. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. All right. Um, and I just read it and it's on my nightstand right so it's now. It's not the infiltrator. It's, uh, um, it's one word. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's totally escaped me because there's pressure on. Oh, wait, wait. The t- Keith Richards Keith thing? Richards book. Well, you have yeah. a computer right in front of you. Okay. You know, you can. Um, that would make oh, yeah. This is clever. good. This is, uh, this is the segment where Marty and Scott Google books that they can't remember. Click, 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 click. click. Uh, the Sympathizer is what it's called. I'm sorry. It's The Sympathizer. It's written by um, Viet Nguyen. There's a very, very uh, unique not very unique. You can't be more more than unique. That'd be funny if Keith um, Richards' book was called The Sympath The Sympathizer yeah. for the Devil. If Keith Richards' book is called Life. Yeah. Oh jeez. There you go. All right. Um All right. So, uh that's the first one I'm going to read and then um if you can give me recommendations. I know that we have some good readers out there, so uh, let me know. And, you know, uh, I, I do appreciate a good graphic novel, but I'm trying to get in deep, so... Okay. You know. Um, oh, how is your graphic novel? Uh, it's going on slow. Um, yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> cool. All right, moving on. Good talk. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, God, we're here I'm on the Nooner this. Podcast Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, when you do the open mics... <laughs> 
<laughs> like I've never done that. I don't know. Have I done that? I th- I've done comedy once, or I hosted a show a few weeks. Uh, yes, and Com- I didn't realize yeah. that hosting a show involved telling jokes. Okay, I understand that it does because I hosted a show uh, at Occidental about a month ago, or uh-huh. maybe a month and a half ago, and uh, I had jokes. But uh, we had about six comedians, and I was introducing them. And I didn't realize also, not only you have to tell jokes between the performers, you have to know their a little bit of a story about the performers to tell them what they're, you know, tell the, the crowd what they're involved in. And, of course, I didn't prepare anything, so I just went up to the mic and said, this next person's name, and <laughs> I blew it, <laughs> and, much to the chagrin um, of everyone there. Right? Like, hey, you gotta do, you gotta present, and so I'm learning uh, slow and right, hard. Yeah. Right. It's like um, this next presenter is named uh, Scott Cassidy. He um, he's <laughs> wearing a plaid shirt. Exactly. He's but we had some great ones. We had, had a beard. Yeah, we had Melissa Villasenor, who's on Saturday Night Live now. We had Solomon Giorgio, great comedian. We had Jackie Cation. Uh-huh. And uh, Luis Limas, uh, Vince Caldera, and my wife Maria Bamford. And how did you end up hosting it? Um, I, it was it was a conjunction with a show, an art show I had at oh. Occidental. So I thought, hey, so since I'm in with Occidental, I could get the amphitheater there, and uh, maybe about fifty people showed up. It was nice. And how is it that? Only 50 people showed up to a Maria Bamford show. It was summer. There was no students there. It was around uh, it was July, July. It was really hot. And B, why didn't your wife warn you, explain the hosting duties before you? Uh, before I know. You went she knows I know better, but I don't know. I, I, I tend to go to things unprepared like, just like this. And think I'll just wing it because I'm a clever guy, and then I freeze. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> I am not given enough. Uh, yeah, I can't right. remember anything. My brain does tend to freeze. Um, I think if there wasn't a mic in front of me, I'd be. I'd, I'd be I don't know. We're gonna try something here. Uh, this is what we do with all guests. So um, okay. for the first. Coming at you in threes. Gonna put you at ease If you like it raw Well tough You can party softballs What's that? That's Marty Softballs That's oh, where no. I, I'm gonna just feed you three questions And there's oh, no Jesus wrong answer Christ. It's These are softballs Okay The softest Soft pillowy balls okay. Coming at you Okay so you know It's starting to get chilly right? Did you yeah. walk here? No I took a car oh. I took a car <laughs> I hired a car that I own. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's pretty These questions are hard. I know. That wasn't one of the softballs, <laughs> oh, by the way. Shit. So, um, what? So it's, but it's kind of chilly out. You know, we're finally feeling winter. We've got a couple of rainstorms. So, w- winter is coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is your winter beverage of choice? And uh, just so you know, like, Scott is not a big drinker. Not at all. Um, you, you not because I'm an alcoholic. I just, I really never developed a taste for alcohol. Yeah. And that sounds lame, but mm-hmm. it's true. So when, if you, why don't you just take it in your butt and you don't have to taste there it. There you go. Get the fucking buzz yeah, on, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I can lend you one of my enema bags. Uh, I'll pass, but it sounds wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I put it in the dishwasher. It's clean, dude. And just put some like, you know, cheap vodka. It totally works. Yes, yes. Okay, so besides the vodka enema, Uh I'd warm it up. You just put it in the microwave (laughs) for like 30 seconds. And then, oh man, it's the best. Coffee. I drink coffee. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not very adventurous with the drink. And yeah. And so you're drinking Congolese coffee, by the way. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's Maybe a, I could get some more. 
uh, go help yourself. Oh, really? Is okay. There, is there some there? But yeah, I think so. Uh, so yeah, I got these uh, these green beans from uh, off the internet, and I roasted them up. They're made at a co-op in the Congo. Um, I got a little African sampler, so uh, I'm. How would uh, I guess? Um, in, yeah, I've got a little coffee roaster outside. Like, how would you d- describe this coffee? Because I actually, I have stopped drinking coffee, which is like such a sad thing because I have like eight pounds of coffee ready to roast. Do, do, do you like this coffee? Uh, yeah, it's very nice. Uh, I usually go to Cafe de Leche for coffee right over okay, there on okay, We don't buzz market here, okay? <laughs> All right? <laughs> that If you want to see that ca- cafe, it is featured heavily in Lady Dynamite. Yeah, it is. Right? They even recreated it on the studio lot. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty fun. It, oh, wow. Even the mural down to the bricks. It's wow. pretty amazing. My ex-girlfriend's ex designed the uh, logo for them. Really? Yeah. Isn't that wow. interesting? Um, Mr. X, double X. Double X. So, do, it, and Lady Dynamite's coming back for a second season, right? Second season, uh, they're going to shoot again in uh, January or February. And y- you are in the first one, right? Yeah. It's the funniest thing because... I'm a little Easter egg, they say. Yeah, because you, I, I watch the show and I've known you for so many years and I'll just see some, a figure like loping in the background and yep. just just for, through the, your gate alone, I'm like, eh, Scott. Sort of ape-like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like a. It is it's like ape-like. when the Sasqu when people that film of the Sasquatch. Yeah. Lumbering through the woods. Yeah, it's like um, yeah, Sasquatch and plaid. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Scott. Wearing right now. What's up, Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, it's always it is a joy to see you on on you know passing through there. Oh, that's good. Uh, okay. So the first so coffee. That's it. I love coffee. Uh, I try not to eat it anymore because now I have GERD. So I'm a middle-aged man. You try not to eat anymore? Drink anymore, any more coffee. Cause At I all? GERD. Yeah, I try to keep to one cough, one cup a day. So, um, yeah. Gastrointestinal reflux yeah, disease so disorder? I have to get an endoscopy, which they send a camera down in your stomach to see what's going on. Uh-huh. And um, uh, they tried it in September, and they put me in twilight, which is, you know, you're yeah, half in, yeah. half out. And apparently I fought them off. Like wow! I grabbed the thing out of the guy's hand, which I do not remember, of course. So, yeah. And now in December, on my birthday, December nineteenth, they were going to put me under again, but fully under. And since I'm middle age, fifty three, fifty two, um, they have to do EKG because you could have a heart attack. Wow, it's a little scary. Have you had your prostate examined too? Yes, I just had that earlier too. Isn't that a twilight procedure too? Yeah. Uh, no, they put me under too because they know uh-huh. I'm a fighter. So oh, I don't want anyone going. Wow, it's the same doctor too. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. What What if yeah. their their prescription is? You know what? What's going to help your gerd? Warm vodka enema. <laughs> then you'll be coming to me and you'll be like, "Hey, Marty, uh, I know I was kind of down on what you proposed. Yeah, I'm down earlier, on it, but." Could I borrow? <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you back for the vodka. <laughs> you will be so grateful. To have me. you ever tried that, uh, dude? There I have you a, go. Of I course have you a, do. A liquor closet. You're doing it right now. You're doing yeah. it right now. If I'm clenched right now because I'm. You want to let it give it time to absorb. <laughs> I might run out in a yeah. couple minutes and just you know when I'm when I've had my fill. But uh, back to Lady Dynamite being the Easter egg they were calling me. And uh, now when I see Bridget Everett, who was in the show, she calls me the Easter Bunny. Aw, <laughs> she's so funny. She is hilarious. Uh, yeah. And she was on the Amy Schumer show, right? Was yes. Yeah, yeah, she does uh, 
she performed um, stand up on that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah she's she's, she's hilarious. So well, that's else. great. That and did did you guys know her for a while then? Before? Maria did. Oh. Maria did. She tends to know everyone in the yeah. world of comedy. Yeah, she nobody works harder than her. No, certainly not. And I feel like I'm slacking. Oh, really? Yeah. How many times are you going up a week? Uh, well, like I said, in the last month, I haven't gone up any, but no. I try to go up once a week, with it, which is not a lot at all. And what, what, what are you like supposed a, to be doing? As if you were like a grinder? I mean, if I was a young person, I'd try to go up at least every night, uh, f- like five days a week. Um, I see a lot of the young comedians going from mic to mic each night, maybe three, three mics a night. And uh, or two. I mean, there's so many. Every night there's at least thirty in L.A. And then you can go to the Valley and go to more. So that uh, oh, it just sounds like so horrible. Yeah, it's horrible because a lot of times you're sitting there for two hours and then you get up to do three minutes and you've sat through some great comedians, but then some really bad ones or people who are just learning the trade or the craft. So it's interesting. Yeah, because um, then you'll see someone who's awful, but then uh, two months later they're they're amazing. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, okay, so you just got to stick at it. And uh, like anything, you practice. Right, right. I have not been practicing my craft. I haven't either. I haven't for um, sure. Okay, the next softball. We're still in softballs, by Okay. The way. All right. Um, who was the first? Oh, by the way, my winter drink of choice. Um, well, see, I'll drink anything. Um, I guess I, I'll, hmm. I'll have to think about that one. Maybe a, a, a good Manhattan, straight up Manhattan. Yeah. With a, a nice bracing rye up but, the butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you ever seen a Andy Warhol interview where every every question the interview asks, Warhol just asks the question back? Like, oh, Andy, who's your favorite uh, painter? I don't know. Who's your favorite painter? Now, what do you think of we that? We could do that. Do you, I could what, just, <laughs> well, you could do that. That's art. Is it art? I I mean, he's wonderful. Yeah, it's high art. I mean, I I did watch him eat a a Whopper or, yeah, a Burger King Whopper. Was that the film called... Wait, you were there? No, no, I watched it on YouTube. Oh, okay. And then I was like... Like 30 seconds in and like, why the fuck am I watching this? And I turned it back to cat videos. Um, <laughs> That's very Andy Warhol. Uh, yeah. I saw him when I was a young person in New York. He had... And I just said, hey, Andy. And he's like, Hi. And uh, it's amazing who you could see back then who all have passed. I I ran into the Ramones in New York. I ran into uh, Paul Simon. Not Paul Simon. Who's the guy in Kiss? <laughs> Gene Simmons. Paul Stanley. <laughs> Paul Stanley. How'd you recognize him? Uh, actually, my friend Drew is a big Kiss fan. And it was just Paul That's, Stanley. We saw him at Venus Records. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, you have you seen that show, Billy on the Street? Like, yes. You know, yeah. and he's going around with like Letterman and, uh, you know, uh, Lupita... Go yeah, Nyango, yeah, Nyango is how he says it, and like just you know Oscar winners, yeah. and, and and like Seth Rogen and New Yorkers are always like, oh hey, yeah, it's you, yeah. yeah, yeah, and never just like freaking the fuck out, yeah, yeah, um, which is all, which is a very New York thing. Did you you lived in New York then? No, I lived in Philadelphia, but we got went up to New York to see music and uh, oh well, then of course out. you're gonna see rock stars. Yeah, then. yeah it was wonderful. Um, to see people. Okay, so along that line, that question, that Warhol question, the, the second uh, question is, who was the first artist that you really got into when, as a young person? So like when, when you were just like, not as a, an art student, but like when you were just like, oh, I get it, that's art. Um, 
Well, I didn't know what art was when I was a young person. I thought art was uh, album covers and uh, comic books oh. and Van Gogh. So that was probably what I saw. But then we had in Philadelphia where I grew up, we had this place called the Barnes Foundation, which had the highest, the largest collection of private collection of uh, Impressionist paintings. So I would go there. But that was a fairly uh, interesting but overwhelming, so I really didn't connect. But it wasn't until early 20s that I saw Lucian Freud that I decided to go to art school. When I was Lucian 26, Freud. that's how old I was when I decided to go to school. And what, you weren't painting before then? I was painting, but I thought that's what you did. You just became an artist and screw school because that's the establishment, man. Oh. And then um, on a lark, I applied for this, uh, the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts. I just applied to say, yeah, I could get in there. I just want to see if I could get in. And they gave me a full ride, so I decided to go. Now, didn't you do a project involving sandwich meats? Yes, I did. Uh, Can you explain that? It was just- uh, as a okay. So the school I went to is very uh, conservative, and uh, I I, I mean, did I'm, do I did shake things up. You're gonna yeah. trump trump all over there. Well, I did. I did very well there. I learned how to paint from the models and uh, landscape painting. I did very well. <laughs> naked I, people. Yeah, naked nudity. Uh-huh. And I did I did well there. And uh, just to shake things up, I framed pieces of uh, lunch meat. Uh-huh. And um, we're we talking olive loaf. And the pastrami? funny thing is, they thought I had sculpted or painted little pieces to look like meat. I was like, no, this is the actual thing. And they're like, oh, ha ha ha. Uh, and they're like, it looks good. You did a good job. And I was like, oh, they don't believe me that it's real meat. They think I made it. And then how long did it hang? I uh, hung for a month. So about a week in, it started molding and drying up and uh, staining the mats and the frame. And it was under glass and everything. Yeah. There's about 20 different meats, you know, everywhere from pimento loaf to cheeses to, uh, yeah, anything roast beef. That's Awesome. I have it on video, but um, someone shot it on a uh, Super 8 camera that didn't have any focus. I mean, it was this early model. No, that's called art. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't even tell what's going on. <laughs> I think I posted it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. What, what did you entitle this exhibition? Um, I, I think it was untitled. I literally think it was called Untitled. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Give more mystery to it. Yeah. And did you get an A? Uh, no, that just was right when I graduated because I had, um, I had, a, I, I had some attention, so I wanted to show everyone that I didn't need their attention and I could do this without guys. no more painting. And that was whatever, um, young, hubris. So how long have you been doing the stand-up thing? About a year and a half. Okay. So this is the last softball, and it's a little harder. Okay. What was the first joke that you told that killed I don't know what was your first joke that killed. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah. Ah. Uh, first joke that killed. Um, I don't know if they've ever killed because uh, when I do the jokes, I, f- I sort of freeze up and I, I get a tunnel vision, so I don't really hear the laughter. But I, I did a joke. That well, how do you know which one you're going to bring back for the next night? I, I just really memorize it as tight as I can and just recite it. And but, but how do you know which ones to keep and edit out then? Okay, so I, I'm I'm sort of um, hard-headed. I just know these are funny jokes, <laughs> and they're going to like it or not, and it doesn't matter. And I think that's a good spirit to have. Yeah, is that how Maria does it too? I don't know. I mean, she's just great at it. Um, I mean, anything she says is pretty funny to me. Like, at least. Can, I, can I talk about the one day I came onto the filming? Yeah. Yeah, because like, so we're sitting there, 
uh, and the idea is she's performing for people at a at a, a bench. Yeah, you know, on the street, and uh, and it's so funny because all these people are around setting up cameras and reflectors and you know. Um, talking about all this technical stuff and people just running around this and that and there's like Maria like sitting on an Apple box like going through junk mail and not just like you know like travel brochures yeah. and like opening them and like flipping through them <laughs> and like I'm like I, it, it, it was amazing because then like within 30 seconds she's up standing up and like goes right into her routine and it was phenomenal to yeah. watch and she was so fucking funny and like you know, we'd have to do a couple takes here and there, but like it was a, it, just as funny on repeated things. Yeah, which I like, find amazing because I, like I said, I have a bit of ADD, so um, uh, I, I'll see what she's doing and I'll try to remember my jokes, but I get bored with reciting the same joke over and over, so I'll change it up, which is not good. Um, if you're trying to get a laugh, you're trying to get a laugh, because sometimes oh, I'll just try it this time with a different voice, and then I screw it up because it, no, it was fine the first way, and then right. I just try to keep changing it up all the time, and it kind of screws it up. So. Um, Tyson, who maintains our Tumblr page, says, "Speaking of Warhol, will we ever get a costumed and filmed version of Songs for Drella? Do you know what that is? Yes, that's with uh, Lou Reed, okay, and John Cale. Okay, Cale is alive or dead." Uh, alive, Lou Reed is dead. And Warhol is dead. Yeah. And so what is Songs for Drella? Is it an album? Yeah, it's an album they wrote in uh, sort of um, praise of Warhol. Oh. I've never heard it, but yeah. Wait, you've never heard it? No. I thought, aren't you a big Lou Reed fan? Um, Actually, no. I oh, mean, yeah? I love uh, Velvet Underground, and I have some of his albums, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the... Um, Getting back to uh, uh, the question, what was the first joke that you, that you, let's say let, okay, you felt confident think. about? Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean it's good. I just felt confident about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, I have one about a GPS that has mutated. Okay. So I have a Magellan GPS. I haven't done it in a while, but this is the first one. Magellan uh, GPS. Okay, I have a so Magellan GPS because I get lost no matter where I go. I'm um, even getting to this open mic. I got, it took me a half hour when it should have taken me 10 minutes. And so, but before I had the Magellan, I had a Donner Party GPS. So every time I would go out, I would end up tired and hungry and uh, stranded in the Sierra Nevadas no matter where I went. And then before that... <laughs> This is good. I had a Shackleton GPS, so every time I went to the Seven Eleven or wherever I went, I ended up on an ice floe and had uh, lost my toes to a um, <laughs> frostbite. And now I have a um, GOP uh, GPS that uh, every time I get my car, it ends up following a um, um, some sort of demigod, demigod, you know, Trump. Right, right. So right. I don't know how that. I can't remember it anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, th that's the, that was the, the early one. Yeah. yeah okay. I think it's funny. Oh, good. Uh, hi, Giselle. Hello. This I arrived just in time to hear all okay. about your GP. Yeah. Okay, Giselle, awesome. did you meet Scott at the wedding? No. no. Wait, what uh -uh. is your name? Scott. Cassidy. Oh, yes, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's been a rough morning for me. I was a dancer with the cartwheel in his arms. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. That was me. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for that uh, donor party joke, yeah. uh, I thought you was gonna say uh, that I used to have a donor party GPS, but whenever I would go out, I'd end up eating my 
Self. Self. Or my, my, yeah, I eat my own leg. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. You got it's if too you, soon. You it's too soon. Never too soon. I mean, yeah, the, I think Magellans are, are kind of like 2002, right? You know, the, like yes, 2005s. You know. Yeah, I'm uh, still stuck in the past. What yeah. was the one that started with a T? T. Timu, Tumu, Tutu, Tom, 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 I used to have a Tom, Tom. Okay. Okay. Now, how does this joke go? Okay. Every time I go, I used to have a Tom, Tom GPS, but every time I go out, oh boy, I would run into Jerry, Jerry, Tom, Tom, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You have that mouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. When you get always, you're always getting chased. You always have to chase a mouse. Um, or every time I went out, I would always get slaughtered by white people. Oh yeah, Tom oh, yeah, Tom yeah. is an instrument. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, we'll, we'll, so smoke we're workshopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, every idea, every <laughs> idea right. is good. <laughs> no, but that's <laughs> the first joke that I quasi killed. No, in it's yeah. a good one. Okay, oh, thanks. Yeah, when you tell stories, you sometimes you put in a joke right there. Yeah. And what was uh, the first one that gave you huge uh laugh. Huge laughs that where you're just like, I love this. It was a physical business. Uh something physical what I do, which is I was telling the story about how when I used to work at a grocery store, mm-hmm. uh, the manager uh Joe Stinkle, but we called him Joe Stinkle. Because <laughs> <laughs> good he one. Still kills. That was good. That was a good one. <laughs> Joe Stinkle. But then uh, my favorite joke from that piece, um, it happened that I'm doing a taste test in the grocery store. This was happened to me. I have to do a juice taste test in the grocery store to see to get people to buy more juice or something <laughs> like this. But anyway, it was a big ordeal. I won't give away what happened. But at one point, uh, I was trying to make it work, and I look over to the cantaloupes, in, and there's Joe Stinkle yeah. staring at me, and he's giving me the stink eye. So I do that thing with my fingers, make like a peace sign, and then you go yeah, from yeah. your eyes to yeah. their eyes to your eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know, that physical like gesture. snake eyes yeah. kind of thing. Snake eyes. I see you. It's like a military thing. Yeah, Is it? I yeah. I see you seeing me yeah. seeing you, you back me. so i do that in the story and everybody was left oh that's good yeah that's right. my and because when you do it it's delightful oh you're so <laughs> sweet to me <laughs> <laughs> when what is something that when you do it is delightful oh um i was going to say something really mean <laughs> go on uh, leave the room, leave the room. Ah, yes. ah, that, that, that's what I was going to go with no, yeah. don't say it what nice. is something I know something that you do when you do it it's delightful make fart sounds <laughs> that yeah that's it's, number one see farting and, and this is also something that I uh, truly believed before Maria went on her little farting jag I've always think farts are funny yeah farts are always funny which is funny. My father thought that was the worst thing you could do is fart and make jokes out of it. We watched an hour-long Bill Cosby special in the early 80s, and my dad was laughing the whole time until the last joke he did was about farts, and my dad was like, turn this goddamn shit off. <laughs> <laughs> don't like oh it. But it's funny now because uh, my wife uh, makes a lot more my jokes. Wife. And my wife. And my I know my father is like, God damn it. Up in heaven or wherever. Yeah, she has personalized whoopee cushions. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 
with your name on them? With her with, name. With her name. Yeah. 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 No, no, it's just m- hers and yeah. hers. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it says make music or Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's um nice. <laughs> and w- and the t shirts are really cool too. What do they say on that? Like Maria uh, Bamford. Maria Bamford um is uh, supports your journey. Yes, yeah, supports, supports. That's your journey. wife. Yes, that's my wife. I saw her at the uh, at the wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I was next to her. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say hello to her because I was uh, shy and I'm a big fan. Oh good, okay. So I'm. Too, yeah. She's not human to me. She's oh. a big movie star. Oh, she's very human. Yeah. No, she's not. Okay, she's that's interesting star. to hear. I'll tell her. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, my goodness, I yeah. can't speak to her. She's not a human. Yeah. How does Marty know her? Wow. Yeah. What is she doing here? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. She's a really funny lady. Marty dated her. I know. How did you guys meet? Okay, Cupid. That's how yeah. I met her. And wow. And and you two was friends. And yeah. So I knew he had dated her. But um, so we were on, I was on Okay Cupid and on okay cupid they have that uh, percentage that you might like somebody so a lot of a lot of them were like 50 60 percent okay that's nice but then this woman popped up it said 98 percent, and it said hog book in her title and i was like whoa who's this boom oh okay and did you know who she was from her ex? vaguely i mean um my the funny thing is i knew who she was but then i you know i wouldn't i didn't really follow her or anything but then uh, my friend had showed me a video he had sent me like two years before said no i sent you a video of her from tim and eric and i was like oh that's so funny so it was in my brain yeah and i knew marty had dated her wow so this is really so we were 98 percent match that's, that's insane amazing. Yeah. yeah yeah and now that you is married and when you was getting to know each other did you find did you think, yeah, that's right, we 98%? Uh, yeah, exactly. But we're both uh, not very good at relationships. Uh, so um, uh, about twice we decided, oh, this isn't going to work. Just because we're like, oh, it never works. So why would it work with this person? Because it's working so well. So let's not do this. Because why would it work? And then... You both was getting freaked out that it was Oh, working. yeah. Like the first Thanksgiving we were together, it was kind of over. It's just too good. We got to break up. And Yeah. And so then after like the second breakup, we're like, all right. So we started going to a couple's therapists about seven months into the relationship. Yeah. And so we still see her. And uh, yeah. And it's really helped. It's amazing. We go to this group, uh, this couple called the Gottmans, um, and they're up in Seattle. And we've paid a lot of money to go up there and um, be part of their like group of three hundred couples. And you talk oh. about um, and, turning towards and how to deal with. And you're arguing. naked the whole time. No, but yeah, you're oiled up and uh, you're in a circle. So it teaching you a relationship communication skills yeah because you sometimes uh it turns into a catastrophe you're like in a an argument and then you kind of it escalates Uh, me being from a a alcoholic sort of family you kind of don't know how to deal with emotions so you're kind of like it's over i'm out of here but now you're like oh no you turn towards and you apologize or you discuss it wow you know, it's plus, plus being an artist, it's like, ah, that's, they just walk out and they go paint because that's more important than life. Uh, so that was wow. my attitude. So were you, were either of you reluctant to, to do the whole counseling thing or, or that go? No, I was already going to the therapist for like 20 years. So right. um, I was on board already. And I think she liked that, that I was already doing the work. 
Right. Yeah. She's a work doer. Yeah. No, she loves she loves self help books and things like that. So um, we're gonna go th- see a th- uh, our therapist hopefully next weekend for Christmas. Yeah, pretty much. No, this is a rough time. I was uh, okay. This is another thing. I was born a Jehovah. I grew up as a Jehovah Witness. So holidays are a weird thing for me because I don't have a lot of warm memories with it because there weren't any. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh- are you still in contact with your mother with and your, father? With your wife. My father's dead, and my mom is, I'm in contact with her, but she's a sort of a shut-in. Yeah. So you don't see her. But do you have a cordial relationship with her? Uh, cordial, but I don't talk to her. Not out yeah. of anything other than she doesn't pick up the phone. <laughs> oh, I see, yeah, I yeah. see. Did you have, um, you must have had a lot of, growing or learning or just coming into your own to get out from under the influence of your parents oh absolutely in yeah. the ways that it was not healthy for you oh absolutely that was i think another reason becoming an artist because uh, it was not the thing cassidy's become just so you so. know giselle's gonna bill you for this later oh i know i know this is wonderful i'm gonna pay you this oh, is good, fascinating good. <laughs> <laughs> so also being a jehovah witness um uh, so at eight, we became, I became a Jehovah's Witness with my parent, with my mom, not my father. And uh, there's no more Christmas, no more Halloween, no more birthdays. You can't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. So you're all of a sudden an outsider. I mean, thank God I was good at sports because otherwise I would have been bullied because of this. You know, you know and, and so... It's um, so dreary yeah. sound. But at eight, I was an atheist because what, what God would not allow me to have a birthday? <laughs> no, I was like, yeah. it instilled like a hate for religion at eight years old. To this wow. day, it still rings true. I can't stand it. Do you celebrate a birthday party for you? Oh, yeah. Now we do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. And uh, But again, it doesn't have, uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of could don't really care about it, actually. Um, but now I have a wife who... Who makes it happen? So, oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have a Christmas tree every year? Oh, we're gonna buy one today. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Af- You're gonna go out after and- your comedy lunch. Maybe, uh-huh. but in the context of being a Jehovah Witness, we had we the kids. I had th- have three siblings. We had wonderful Christmases because we would save up our money and buy each other a gift. So it'd be like a little plastic doll for my sister or a matchbook, like- a match box car but they were wonderful it was almost like the gift of the magi kind of wonderful and kind of a, a fuck you to the jehovah's witness to oh the yeah, watchtower. yeah yeah and we'd have it like draw a little christmas tree and my mom you know she would not pay attention to us and my dad we were poor so my dad could care less because we he didn't have to spend money on us now. right right so and he called the jehovah witnesses jahinky winkies he hated them <laughs> um, <laughs> but he got us out of the house so he, he was like yeah whatever go yeah. oh man Oh, boy. So that was eight years. Is your mama still a Jehovah Witness? Okay, here it goes. Uh, okay. She... I'm going to buckle up. <laughs> at 16, uh, when I turned 16, she left the Jehovah Witnesses so she could get a divorce from my abusive father, who was also an alcoholic. And then he left our life, or my life, at 18. I didn't see him again. And he died uh, when I was 36, and I never saw him again. And... Um, but about six years ago, my brother calls me up and said, oh, mom became a Mormon. So she was a, a Mormon for two years. At 70 years old, she married a 45-year-old man. Um, and this 45-year-old man was gay. But if you get married in the Mormon church, you're no longer gay. So then it turned out that he had HIV. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell that Magellan joke again uh, on, <laughs> on our comedy podcast. Oh, so he had HIV, and um, so they were married, and I didn't go to that wedding, of course. And um, he did not want to have sex with her because she's an old lady and he's gay. And so she's upset. And in her style, as she even did as when I was a child, she said, oh, you're horrible. I'm going to go kill myself. That's what, that was her reaction. Of course, she never killed herself. Uh, so she said it to him, oh, you're horrible, I'm going to go kill myself. And she would go lay down, and he uh, called the police, and it was 5150. Cops uh, came, and by law, you have to be put away for two weeks. Oh, two weeks? Uh, well, I think she was away for two weeks for other reasons. And so then the Mormon church annulled, uh, just said the it didn't happen. The wedding didn't happen. The marriage didn't happen. You're still uh, gay. No, he's not gay anymore. So he was allowed to be in the Mormon church because he got married at one point but so. they, oh, that's crazy no this is gay. what i'm hearing i mean this was filtered through other people so i didn't hear it directly but that's boy, what i was oh, told yeah that is good so um a whole yeah. lot of suffering around a lot of suffering so that was like within two years so about every other day my brother would call and go, okay guess what's happening now okay this it, it was every day after a while i didn't even want to answer the phone because i just couldn't deal with it anymore wow. so that's what you talked about in your first date with maria <laughs> second date and it freaked her out because uh, also uh, my dad uh, being an ex-marine and an alcoholic he was a, a master of knives and would throw knives at targets in the woods and we'd go find the w- knives for him and bring them back and at one point we were walking back with the knives and he thought it would be funny to make us dance by throwing knives at us and of course, that was not fun because these were heavy knives. Yeah. These were military knives. grade. Throwing. Yeah. So he did that a few times to the point where I just wouldn't go out with him anymore to do pick up the knives. And um, so Maria freaked out about that because you know can you imagine what it does. So I have a I have PTSD. Um, so yeah, man, you was really raised yeah. in a hostile environment. <laughs> yes. So that would freak. Uh, Maria out and the funny thing was uh, so that was a wonderful date it was about a four hour date we hiked in Griffith Park and you weren't freaked out about her well it's all on YouTube you just look it up and oh okay she's making and it's funny so it's like oh this is great how do you make knife throwing funny you know you don't happy Father's Day but the thing is I was sort of prepared for sort of her uh, mindset because my mom was is is bipolar so I'm kind of have the mind to uh, be okay with it so uh, you know, uh, you can make knife throwing funny. You could. <laughs> you gotta just match it up with your Donna Party GPS. Yeah, you yeah know, Tom that Tom. You can, you can the carve the turkey. I need to and find you're a, the turkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tom Tom turkey. Tom Tom, Tom, Tom turkey. turkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Hold on. Uh, oh, your father. Uh, do you know why was he an alcoholic? He's an alcoholic. He was abused as a child. He was beaten up by his grandfather. So he had a lot of demon. A lot of demons, and his brother was in the CIA, and uh, a lot of military. And our, my family, like back to the Revolutionary War, Civil War. Um, World War Two. Uh, one of my uncles operated on Tojo, who had tried to commit, uh, who had tried to kill himself, and so my uncle stitched him back together. He was a surgeon, a surgeon in the Navy, and he stitched him back together so we could hang Tojo. Great. So there's a lot of military history. So uh, as a young man, I thought that's where I'm going to go into the military. So I read about it, and I was really fascinated, especially about World War One. And as you, if you read enough, you realize, oh, the working class are cannon fodder. And this is never a good sign. And um, so I, I didn't go into the military. Wow. 
And I was adamantly against it. Mm. So yeah. conscientious objector. So well, I mean, I didn't I'm, object to anything. Con- contentious. There was objector. no war to, for me to go against, yeah. but I did march. I don't know. Um, in against the war. Yeah. For whatever. No, that's good. See, you said you don't get involved. You get involved. That that's you're you're selling yourself <laughs> short. I went to uh, Washington. March was part of that march against the Kuwait war in the eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I went there, and I had a, a girlfriend from. Crete, a Cretan, and mm-hmm. so she spoke, uh, obviously spoke fluent Greek, and one of the leaders of the parade or the march decided that he needed to talk to her because so she, she spoke five different languages, so she needed to make signs for the, you know, this million-person march, and so she was whisked away by this dashing young leader of this march, and I didn't see her for like three hours. And it was, I was so pissed. I almost went to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I was so that man upset. was Barack Obama. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, what? What happened? She, well, she, we need her for the languages. It was like, uh, oh, God. Yes. What am I doing here? Uh, that is. What did you do? Just hang out? I hung out, waited party? for her to come back, and I was upset, oh. as you can imagine. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Senior Smoke says, uh, farts equals good. What about sharts? That's that's good. That's that's beyond the line. That's that's you on your own out. for that, Senor Smoke. Yeah. He says, uh, Marty, can you ask your guest? His, my guest has a name. His name is Scott. About the fir- his first time, Maria and he did the nasty, the splooshing and the ooshing and the gushing and the. And the uh, there was a lot of uh, unguents and jams and, and jams. special jellies. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. well. Uh, she's talked joke about thief. She talks about it in her her, her uh, jokes. She has uh, she had vaginismus, which um, it keeps the vagina shut out of some kind of anxiety or stress. So that was um, something to deal with. Mm. But not um, anymore. Oh, because I'm a, like a, a, a snake charmer. Not shut like a. Like a like will not let the uh, like you could turn charcoal into the diamonds. Are tight. Yeah, the muscles are tight. But it's not like a skin thing. No, like a, yeah, like a lock box or yeah. a safe. well, kind of a lock box. But you have I mean, to have the right combo or the yeah. right. Um, and what it, is that combo? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with an answer on fresh air. <laughs> yeah. So vaginismus was a thing for a while, and it's okay. I thought it was something have to do with Christmas. Christmas vaginismus. <laughs> yes. So like I, uh, gift. I erected a you're, Christmas tree and you're gonna have to open ah, the gift. Ah, a little crisp, some Christmas balls. There you go. Yeah, there you there go. Yeah, right decorated with balls. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting a Christmas tree for the first time as an adult. Oh, wow. this weekend. Yeah, that's Th- great. Next weekend. This yeah, this, this weekend. coming where yeah. you gonna go? Just um, Griffith Park and find a good, you know, sturdy. That's oh, cool. You're lying. I you're love not this. Gonna cut one down. What? You're gonna go to one of those corner. Yeah. Do you ever? Do you know? Th- oh well, I can talk to you about this later. But yeah. Um, hey, we never did. Real quick, get back to what is delightful every time you do it. Oh, I, f- fart! F- I I love doing making fart noises. You mentioned that, but <coughs> I had another one. That oh, okay. Mm, Go on. When you cook, wow, is always oh, yeah, delightful. Oh yeah, but it's wonderful. It's not hilarious though. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't kill. Like Magellan. Kill, kill <laughs> him like delightful. Magellan. That's going to be my new thing. Kill and him like Magellan. Yeah. <laughs> and your warm smile. Um, oh. I also like to look at you from the waist down when you're walking your dogs. 
What? <laughs> not, nothing wrong with from the not waist the up. Not the bathing suit part. <laughs> nothing wrong with from the waist up, but from the waist down, you're wearing those shorts and you have those muscly legs. You ever seen his <laughs> And legs? I do not. No. We lived together really for two nice years legs. and you never no, noticed my Because I, I would just parade them. He have beautiful legs. <laughs> okay. And he walk in his doggies and his oh, legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a really nice yeah. thing to see. Um, yeah. Oh, but, but uh, did you guys have... You guys didn't do turkey for Thanksgiving. I did. No, we did. We did at uh, Katie and Amy's over who oh. owned the um, Society of the Spectacles. Okay, we don't buzz market on this show. Okay, <laughs> Society of the Spectacles, where you can get on York on Boulevard. Yeah, uh, they're the they're the <laughs> Eagle Rock, California. <laughs> I like where, them both. Where you can get your sight for sore eyes. Yeah, you have sight? you been there? It's no. wonderful. Oh, like yeah, do vintage you to new style. Frames? Yeah. And, and on an on-site yeah. optician yeah. to help and you with all your glasses yeah. needs. And you can pet Zeke or, Z- Zeke. or their pu- the pug that's and there. Bruno oh, yeah. I think that pug moved to England. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I think. Not, I t- just nothing, nothing stays the same. I hate no. it. I hate it. I had a Thanksgiving. Uh, Helmut and I just stay at home nice and quiet. We, we did not go to friend. But um, we went to the Whole Foods market. Mm. In Pasadena? Uh, yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, because they have, I, I thought, oh, you know, they will have Thanksgiving food a la carte that yeah. you can just buy a plate <laughs> or something. Because mm-hmm. I did not want to cook a whole turkey and yeah. mashed potato and, and all And you didn't want to go to Boston Market. You wanted something a little more upscale. <laughs> little upscale. Yeah, so yeah. we went to Whole Foods and I got some turkeys and stuffing and all the yummies. And and we had a nice time, very quiet. Yeah, yeah. And hung up cabinet doors. We, we do the cabinet oh, doors nice. for the kitchen. So we spent the weekend something to give thanks to. hanging up the doors. Was it tough? You know, it's straightforward. You're just screwing in the hinges onto the door. But it, you have to be careful, yeah, level you everything. match up and match all Match up. That. One person hold the door while the other person... It, it's a metaphor for... for Partnership. Team, yeah, it's yeah. Team that's work. good. So but they look really nice. Have you and Maria been hanging the cabinet doors? No, we hired people. It's <laughs> 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 like the bathroom we hired. Also a somebody. metaphor. Yeah. Did you move into her house or she to you or you guys? I moved into I, her I, house I from evicted, Marty's place. I evicted him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's the story I'm going with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's oh, true. He's, yeah, hard, he's right. a hard nose. Yeah, and I, you used to hear us doing the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd be downstairs. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I never had you up. Um, I always because I was just a tenant. I wasn't more than that. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, we had a, a friendship. Like <laughs> you guys off. met as landlord tenant. No, no, no. We were friends, before, friends that. before that. Yeah. Then, then we had a business relationship. And then things became serious. And then when he went off, then he was my romantic rival. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and now, now he's just. A guy that a friend with neighbor- benefits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's a guy yeah. I see in the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. When you was his uh, tenant landlord, did that go okay? Because it was okay, but I was late on a few uh, months, so that was rough because he uh, was just he was hounding mad. me. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah. I would just I would try to sabotage it. Did you start to <laughs> feel a little shame because he was late, and then yeah, I mean, it's funny because resentment. Everything came to a head. Okay, so I lived in uh, Los Feliz. I had a one-bedroom house, six fifty, rent controlled. It was great. I had a great job. I was an art assistant. I got paid extremely well. I got to travel the world, and then um, the job went away. Um, the uh, my Los Feliz landlord decided to pay me ten thousand dollars to leave. 
So then uh, everything kind of was changing rapidly. So then Marty so had a place. Stays the same. So I moved in, and then I was just uh, piecing together jobs. Like I do murals in uh, faux finish for uh, people down in PV and overseas. And and, and for uh, for candy spelling. Yeah, and I did Gold Leaf. I worked at Candy Spelling's Mansion up in the. Uh, it's actually a penthouse, two story penthouse in the Century City. Very bizarre. Is Candy Candy Spell okay? First of all, for the listeners, PV is what Palos, Palos Verdes, Verdes, yeah, a wealthy neighborhood. Yes, very wealthy. Okay. Then Candy Spelling is uh, somehow related uh, to Tori Spelling's mom. Tori Spelling's yeah, mom. Yeah, but I probably shouldn't she talk about it. She was married to the other spe- Aaron yeah, Spelling. Yeah, Aaron Spelling. Yeah, okay. yeah, but uh, really amazing. Quick. Place. Is there any? I do, I've never seen the lady, but just knowing that type of person. Now, now I'm getting into really big generalization and bias. Mm. And I'm, no, we welcome judgment on okay, this podcast. Here, here it is. Was there any portion of her face that you could recognize as original? Um, no, she's very tight. Very tight. <laughs> you made Giselle so happy, right? Tight, now. puffy, and wet, as Maria would say. Puffy and wet. <laughs> tight, puffy, and wet. <laughs> tight, puffy, and wet. She's so astute. Okay, this she's is what like I, a fine. So I was doing work there, and um, for lunch you had to sit outside on the balcony that wasn't completely finished, and the balcony was to- twenty-two stories up, and I have. Um, a fear of heights so i would have to walk by this row of construction guys to get who are all sitting down eating their lunch on this thin narrow ledge that barely has a glass railing so i'm trying to be all cool and walk by like yeah i don't care and i am just i'm literally my knees are shaking literally so i could go find a seat to sit because she will not let you eat inside her construction site basically there's nothing why can't we eat in there so we have to sit out there and the wind is whipping up and it's like, what are we? It's like sitting on a cliff and eating a lunch. And I, my lunch would be over in five minutes because I had to get out of. I had to get off that. Balcony. Well, why didn't you take, just take the elevator out? Because it's a it was a big security rigmarole. So you would go down, and then you'd have to sign. you'd have to sign. You'd have to show. Oh. I, it was just a pain in the butt. So you just stayed up. And uh, there was the nowhere money, to go. Tell me the money was good. Oh, the money was good. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, okay. But, um, so that's yeah. why you do it. But it was, ins- I mean, you know, she had a helicopter pad up there. It was insane. Oh, Maria boy. was saying uh, the other day how <coughs> someone uh, a f- someone after a show came up to her and looked at her face and said, oh, no Botox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he was meant in a positive way. Like, oh, she's not succumbing to uh, Hollywood standards. Right, right. Isn't that, doesn't that shock you? I love it, and I love Maria's face. I, I love how she used it in her comedy. I love how she used it in her life, and um, she's a hero to me. Oh, good. She's a really funny lady. And yes, she is. So clever, creative. Hilarious. Yeah. You know, uh, when I was in New York recently, was in New York for my friend's bat mitzvah, and there was a lot of family around, and this... Hold on. I, I clear my throat. <coughs> it's been a rough morning for me. <coughs> I know, that's so horrible. It's like a like a throat fart. Mm. <laughs> Which is not funny. <laughs> no, not funny at not all. Not funny at Mm-mm. all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, we was at this big dinner and I was looking around at all the ladies' faces and... Um, I realized that the one, the face that I liked the most at this party, uh, 
was the lady who, not wearing any makeup, not dye her hair, she have on kind of a rumply, hippie look. She looked natural to me. Yeah. And I like that. Um, I like when I see people who have all fancied up makeup or dyed their hair or pretty, pretty. Uh, to me, what I see is all the effort. Yeah, yeah. To be something more or something yeah. different. And it make me feel bad. I'm like, oh, why why you feel you have to put in all this effort? Just be yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always attracted um, to the faces that are just being themselves. That's what I like to see. Sure, sure. I like it too. All right. I like it too. Um, oh, Irish Spring? Okay. But I said, I said to my friend... I, of the lady that I saw that I liked, I said, oh, that's a very handsome lady. And my friends say, you know, uh, most ladies don't like to be described as handsome. Oh, yeah, yeah. that is true. But I, I, I describe people, as women, as handsome, and I think that's a, an admirable, admirable thing. I don't know if I would like... Okay, see, there's a big discrepancy between what the other, what the world see in my face and what I feel coming out, because I know that I look kind of like a chicken crossed with a dinosaur crossed with, uh, what's her name? Who was in Alien? Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I look like Sigourney Weaver's skinnier, more (laughs) raisin-like. Raisin-like sister. (laughs) I actually found well. But what I feel inside that I look like is Audrey Hepburn. Nice. Yes, I can see that. That's what I feel. That's that's what matters, right? Yeah, to me. Except, but I know that the world don't see it that way because I've told people I'm like Audrey Hepburn and you can see in their face they're going no you're yeah, not sure. <laughs> don't you show her not. a mirror how's that working for you yeah. Yeah, well nice. you have the same figure and um, but you don't have um, the, the life threatening disease that took her what did she die from bowel cancer oh wow. boy yeah um, here we're going to get into the communication section so if you want to call in with a, of bad luck call in with a question for Scott or me uh, you can go on the Skype machine and just search for Nooner Podcast and oh. uh, we will answer the phone and I've got some email a uh, couple quick ones here um, the mail sack is not substantive substantive enough to play the mail sack song so that's uh if you want to hear that song send an email ask a question uh bring something to the table jonah writes in uh, this email is actually in response to a rant bill made a very long time ago about how all music is garbage these days oh boy do you feel that way no i do not okay um We'll get to, to your, your, your picks. I wanted to share a bit of a band I came across randomly that I'm a big fan of. It's not for everyone, but I think it definitely qualifies as unique. The band is called Caro Caro Benito, and the song is Flamingo. So we'll play a little bit here. Um, all right. This is... Oh, shit. Before you make your skin turn pink, eat too much and you'll get sick. Shrimps are pretty rich. I'm going to jump in and get into the meat of the song. Alright. That's fun. Poppy yeah. stuff. Fun. Fun. Yeah. Alright. That's Carol Carabinito. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, thank you for that. That's Carol Carabinito with the K. Uh, and 
Jonah adds, Utopia was a fa fantastic show. I have especially appreciated the suicide's not going to work scene involving the sociopath. Keep powering through the loner show until the other mips arrive, Jonah. Thank you, Jonah. And thanks <laughs> for the recommendation. Scott, why do you say that music now doesn't suck? Um, because I guess if, if Bill had his way, we would still be listening to the band and the James gang every day. Okay, let me just tell you right now, I think those bands are maybe questionable. I don't know. Um, well, we'll get you and Bill. Because a little thing together. called punk rock happened yeah. and uh, good music ensued. So anyway, James <laughs> gang, sorry. Um, but there's some great music. <laughs> but there's some great stuff out now. Like I love the Sleaford mods. Wonderful British working class rapping. Um, go on. Very political minded. Um, I, I love, I mean, even discovering old music that I didn't know about. Like the, the whole dub culture is is amazing to me. Like every day I'm finding new dub music from the 60s and 70s that blow my mind. Uh-huh. So uh, to I me, that's new that. music because I've never heard it before. And you're so. a big vinyl guy. And uh, so everybody knows Scott and knows his music. He doesn't, there you go. doesn't come from... I do not shirk. Yeah, he's not just some guy who turns on the radio. No. Oh. So, but, uh, for Mops. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And just two dudes. Really? They're, they're, and they're like in their 40s. They just really kind of started in the late 80s. Just in late 30s. Right? Uh, guitar and drums? Uh, I think it's just like a keyboard. And a dude rapping oh. over it. Nice. All right. Wow, they are just, they are cold. Yeah. Just so you know, this video only has uh, 196 views, whereas uh, the previous one um, from uh, whatever Benito, uh, they uh, had 2 point something million. So yeah. Therefore, well, the Sleeper mods remind me of The Fall, which I think is the greatest band that ever existed, The Fall. Uh huh. Um, uh -huh. I, I got to see them in, in when I was in high school. They're wonderful. And amazing, so, amazing show. Marky Smith was told, oh, there's a band out there that uh, is compared to you in the Sleaford Mods. And he said, oh, I feel sorry for them. Oh, <laughs> But that's amazing that The Fall is still around. I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess his wife's not in or his ex-wife's not in it. But he has a new wife in there playing oh, the keyboards. There you yeah. go. That's the way to do it. He is still... Putting out interesting music. Um, there you go. That's new music that's still be putting. I don't think the James Gang is still doing anything. Well, Joe Walsh does. Oh, he, Joe Walsh. He does, uh, you know, reunion things with the Eagles and plays <sighs> stadiums. And I think the argument is uh, undermined by the fact that you like James Gang. Oh. Dang. Where's Bill? We need him. <laughs> uh, Giselle, have you listened to any new music? Uh, I would not know. Helmut put on something. Uh, and and I can sing along with it, but and I don't. I, I don't, I'm so useless when it comes to this because I don't remember the names of anything. Just sing it. How does it go? The way we, we were. <laughs> it's a different song. Scattered pictures <laughs> of, of my mind. It's a totally Living different song than that, but I know that Memories of, of the way we were. Can it be that it was all so simple then? Or has time rewritten every line? Sound like Nico. Oh yeah, who's that? Oh, All she was the Velvet in Underground. Velvet Underground and solo career. Yeah, she's wonderful. I like uh, that Sia lady. 
Sia. Yeah. Chandelier. Oh, I don't Chand- know. Oh, you don't know that uh, one. Uh, I like Damien Rice. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, don't know. Acoustic, you know, heartfelt. I like him. Uh-huh. I like uh, Helmut listened to a lot of Radiohead. Oh, I like Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's new music. Yeah. It's still con- yeah, they had con- an album. Helmut always say, once if if I learn the name and the title, it's out of date. Uh, <laughs> so he's um, because I'm still saying who's the one from the one that I like. Uh, what's that guy's name? I can never remember his name. He, he Michael say, Jackson. No, the other one. Um, he say uh, to the world. He, he, oh, what is his name? Hold on. Millie Vanilli. He was in that band that's kind of like the Kurt Cobain band, but it's not that one. Nirvana. Yeah, but it's not Nirvana. It's the other one. Pearl Jam. Yeah. What's the lead singer? Eddie Vedder. Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Have mercy on me. You know him. <laughs> Yeah, I know who he is. He's yeah. really good. Yeah. He's going to be something someday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someday. Finally, he keeps at it. Finally. So that, he, by the time keep I Keep going to those open mics, And I say to, to Helmut, I like this Eddie Vedder guy. Yeah, and yeah. he say, yeah, you're way, yeah, way, yeah. way past you. Each of empty canvas, yeah. untouched sheets of clay. You sound yeah. just like In it. In the corners of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The way we were. He should do it. What's no, he working Metallica. on this day? I'm uh, working on landscape painting and I'm doing no, a No, sculpt- not you, Eddie oh. Vedder. Oh. <laughs> he's working. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Oh, but okay, then you. Uh, actually, um, I'm working on landscape painting. <laughs> oh, does that mean I'm, you paint uh, in somebody's backyard? Or uh, yeah, I paint in front of, like, I decided not to use photos anymore, so, for whatever oh, reason. Oh, you, you do paintings of landscape. sit out there, plain air, they call You it. weren't going to a landscape and then applying oh, no, oil no, paints no, to no, the landscape? No, no, no. Do you need a, an easel that uh, one of I have an easel. It's very old school do dinosaur. Do you need a new one you don't need? No, if you extra. have one, I always need an extra one. It's one of it's a chippy fold up that you carry. Oh yeah, I'd like to see that. It's a shorty. It uh, don't have long legs. Oh no, I'd like to see that. Okay, yeah, I yeah. bring it. Oh good. Um. All right. Uh, what's your graphic novel about? Like uh, Maria and I, uh, she uh, we wrote it together, and it's about our relationship in the the burgeoning love fest. Oh really? Do yeah. you, do you get into the 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 naked uh, hippie commune that you go to and uh, that and our dogs we talk a lot about our dogs oh yeah at the point at when we began our relationship it was Bert and Blueberry right they were wonderful but they both have passed because yes. they were elderly but of course we got two new el- youthful, elderly youthful pugs we're about fourteen now uh, Arnold and Betty who are wonderful and support us yeah. Yeah. And you're just looking forward to feeling something when they, you know, when you get them old. So you just like, I don't know what the heck it is, but uh, they're irresistible. Years. They're irresistible. I mean, seriously, they're still great, but they're both blind now. And do they, how does it start off in the morning? What does Arnold do to Betty in the morning? Uh, they do a lot of licking. Arnold licks her. She lifts the leg and they lick. But that happens throughout the day. I think they got it on film um, when they were shooting the special. Oh, nice. House. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica was just like, Gotta get that. Oh, it's so funny because um, uh, Maria was doing her bit. Also, the camera just like turns on to the dogs who are going going to town. That is licking and doing what they do. Yeah. Um, and do you guys uh, use your own names? Uh, yes. And do you have superhero? Yeah, personas? the drawing is of us, so it's definitely us. Uh-huh. I'm very uh, precise with the drawing. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. That's and when are you going to be done? Um, well, now I'm looking for a, a part-time job, so I, just to get out of the house because my head gets strange. Um, but yeah. Um, do you? Was it hard writing together? Uh, no, she kind of. It's basically an outline because I have my style of writing. So she wrote the outline, and um, as I write it and draw it, she comes in and says, "Oh, this would work," or "That doesn't work," or right. I mean, it's very casual. Yeah. And I mean, I know that you read graphic novels and comic books, right? Not a lot, no. no. Uh, but no, you've never drawn was... a bunch, though. Yeah, I've drawn a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And any that people can. Um, that you would recommend that people can find? Well, the Dan Klaus, the recent one called Patience. Maybe that was last year, but yeah. I like that a lot. It's depressing. Oh, no. What about ones that you've done? Oh, that I've done. Um, I did this thing called a Phoebe Cobbledy which was about my childhood, but you cannot find it anywhere. No. All right. <laughs> I'm the well, biggest collector of that. You can knock on, on Scott's door. He has an, no, he I'll also, give it away. If you really want it, I'll give it to he you. He has an I'll open door policy. So yeah, yeah. I'll Are send you, it. Whoever wants it. All right. And, um, yeah, Dan Close is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. I have not seen, I have not read Patience. It's on my wish list. I can lend it to you or give it to you. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but what was the other one he did? The one that, that, um, David Boring. No, I love David Boring. Yeah. Everybody should read that. That, that was, did you like that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, there's one that, that was being turned into a movie. Uh, oh, Ghost World? No, no, no. Um, it's called Wilson. Oh yeah, Wilson. Yeah, yeah. that's could be made in a movie. Uh, I believe it already was. Oh, and was Wilson good? Uh, yeah, but I didn't see the. I didn't know about the movie. Yeah, I it wonder... stars uh, Woody Harrelson as the title oh. in the title role. It's already come out. Uh, no, no, oh. it's it comes out next year. He good. I like yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's good, but I can't picture him as Wilson. But okay. Um, I saw that movie. Now you see me too. Oh, the, the magician. Did he get paid twice? Do you think? Yeah, I wonder it. Both of, because he played two characters. Yeah. And yeah. I thought he did a really good job. They yeah. seem like two different guys. Oh, wait, it's about a magician? Oh, it's about a group of magicians. It's oh. one of the ter- one of the worst movies ever. About oh. magic. And, and, oh. Yeah, and about about magic and just it it's doesn't ridiculous. make any sense at all, but I've seen it like 3 times. You know? <laughs> oh, really? The number oh. 2? What? The number two no, one number two you one. saw three times? Yeah. I, I'll, just tur- I'll just put it on and just have it just like comfort me. Like It was like very amiable. Yeah. Oh, I want to see movie. it. It's yeah. Like a, um, yeah it's got, you should see the first one. Oh, I'll see it. I'll see it. It's yeah. got Lizzie Woody? Kaplan on it. Was she on the show ever? I can't remember. This one? Uh, yeah. Not she might have been on the podcast. But I just saw I a know. Netflix documentary about that um, uh, magician. He's a mind freak or whatever his name is. Chris Angel? Ah, uh, not Chris Angel. It's the other one. David Blaine. David Blaine. So oh. it's an hour-long thing, and he goes to uh, famous people's yeah, houses yeah. like Will Smith. But he goes to uh, Harrison Ford's, and it's very strange because Harrison Ford, as he's doing the trick, Harrison's just going, "Oh," he's just stoned oh, out of his mind. Something, <laughs> and he's like almost childlike, and it's kind of amazing to see that uh, uh, Harrison that Ford. That is very. Funny. He's not acting. He's uh, just kind of figuring out what's going on. And, and then point, when he do it. Yeah, he does the trick and Harrison just get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about David Blaine. I mean, he's definitely like a dedicated craftsman. Like, yeah. he, you know, he went to Africa to learn how to um, do to that kerosene weird. water yeah, trick. Yeah, so he can yeah. like, he can regurgitate. He's a, yeah. he's regurg- so he can like uh, drink a gallon of water, drink a pint of kerosene blow fire and then yeah. put it out 
with the water. With the water. But also is the wow. the amount of water he could hold and spit out. Yeah. Like it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's yeah. but it's yeah. I don't that to me seems I don't know how I feel about that that cuz it's not magic, that's just physical prowess or maybe but, it is a trick. Right, but isn't m- most magic like physical prowess that like comes through practice? Or yeah. maybe it's just uh, the dark arts. There was, there was. Uh, oh, you have to see now. You see me. Ma- lot, it's mainly sleight of hand and misdirection. Uh, what he does, I think, a lot of it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there was a magician at this bat mitzvah party, uh-huh. the the big dinner, and he was doing tricks that I know how they're done. Yeah. Um, but still, he was really good at it, and yeah. so even. It's fun, even you know what he's doing and that he's doing something fast with his hands. But he's so good at it yeah. that even as I'm watching his yeah. hands, I still don't see it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So you can, even if you know the trick, you can still appreciate oh, the talent. Completely. Of them. Have you been yeah. to the Magic Castle? One time. I went uh, last year and I thought it would be funny to say, are you familiar with the black arts and um, and conjuring and one one of the magicians says, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was just goofing off. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah. like don't go let's there. Not talk yeah, let's not talk about that. The, when like, did you, oh. did you say it like from the audience like a heckle? Oh, no. Like, he was like a... Um, they, uh, they have a wandering card, magicians. Yeah, he was like a card guy and oh, then yeah. we were just joking with him because he seemed pretty affable and then he was just like went stone face. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Like, oh, you wow. no, now I want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I want to pierce the veil or whatever yeah. they do. Yeah, but what sort of like dark arts fan would be like, I'm going to get in the dark arts by learning how to do like fancy card tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't see the relationship there. But there are no dark arts. I, well, some what people, are, I don't know. What happened? Illuminati. Uh, yeah, Memphis. Yeah, but nothing three. happened. That just a lot of people in robes. Yeah. yeah. Well. Walking around and doing rituals. Yeah. I mean, they sound like the Catholic Church. Yeah. I was about to say, it like, sound it's like all of those religions. Yeah, Everybody exactly. at, the, at the Bad Mitzvah. Uh, well, they we produced put on a little shawl. Well, uh-huh. I think the Illuminati produced a succubus called Trump. That's what you do. Anyway. Oh, huh? go on. Huh? Uh, oh. He, he was getting political. <laughs> Nailed it. Did you guys have. Uh, at your Thanksgiving, did you have a lot of political discussion? No, tension? that's why I stayed in L.A. because oh, I, I didn't want to go would... home. Yeah, yeah. We, we he was we talked earlier about his Facebook family. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. my goodness, well, who I love. In case <laughs> they're listening, the in case they're listening, <laughs> they, I love you. Yeah, yeah. She, they, your family, and Bruce listened to it together. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah, uh, Bruce is uh, Maria's manager who told uh, Scott that he should not quit his day job and that he was not an actor. And Candy Spelling, who's who's the story was told to me. So I, I you know, anything that C- Candy Spelling, uh, the story was told to me. Oh. It wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It, yeah, was, it was a was guy, told to me. a yeah, different someone, Scott. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's all hearsay. Hmm. Um, you seem perfectly nice to me. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. And you seem like the type of person that if you put your mind to something, it's going to happen. Yeah, it does. It'll take some time. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you got time. What else I are you I got time. Do? Exactly. I got time. Ash Williams <laughs> yeah. writes in, uh, sorry I call everyone stupid for their political opinion, but please stop being such dumb fucks. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Wikipedia, Marty, Ash. and Murps. Um, I love nice. Ash's, Ash Williams. He's... He 
he's a what we call a loose cannon. He goes for it. He's, oh, good. He send pictures of all kind of crazy, interesting things, and he say crazy things. Ash, you one of my favorites because you out there and you're doing it. Uh, David Castro, he wants a comic. DM me your address and we'll get you one. Um, oh, good. Oh, the so uh, Will wanted to know. Oh yeah, the, sti- the Skype call-in account. If anyone wants to uh, Skype in in the final few minutes. Oh Jesus, it's, uh, we're almost done. Um, that's uh, Nooner Podcast. We, we'll do more more later. Um, and uh, let's see, Tyson just he tweeted in uh, the Dave Made a Maze song that he wrote with uh, and performed with his wife. Wow. Uh, well, let's listen to that. Um, okay. Yeah, there's Bill. There's new music for you. And it was written for you, Bill. I hope you have uh, taken note of this. And people can get this on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, just look up Tyson Sayer. Uh Thank you so much, Tyson Chat. I'm sure Bill appreciates it too. I'm, I'm sure he already knows about it. Um, so. When are you going to go back? We're going to wrap things up. Okay. Since nobody called. But uh, Chris Miller did say that he visited, he was just at a comic publisher's office. That's very exciting. Nice. Um, what, uh, when are you going to like get off your meds, man? We've, uh, that's, hopefully that's actually soon. why, that's why we, we brought you to, together. Oh, you're on antibiotics. Uh, no, I'm on, I was on antibiotics, but I'm on hydrocondin. That's oh. why we called you in here. Yeah. We wanted to talk it's to you a pain about pain reliever? Yeah, so I oh. I got off an it so opiate? I could do this, but it's like I, it's like it's like oxycontin. Know. Yeah, yeah. It's an opi- yeah. opiate. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a synthetic opiate. So, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Do it help? Good. Uh yes, but I got off it so I could come here cuz otherwise I wouldn't talk too much. Less than I actually oh, am. Oh, it make you sleepy. Yeah, a little sleepy. You're I can't drive. such a nice person. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But right now, it's like a little pain is flaring up. It's weird. It's mm. like they said, three more months and we'll know. Like, oh. Know what? Know if they have to take it out because it, they their body's think. rejecting it. Yeah. Yeah. Eesh. Exactly. That's horrible. Yeah. Mm. The tooth um, has taken over my life. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so are you going to go do your, go back up? Do your stand-up anytime soon? Uh, I was going to go today, but I think I have to go to a stand-up a show Maria's part of tonight. Oh. A, a big deal, but it's not confirmed, but it's a big deal. So I have to oh. support. Okay. So we yeah. can't... We, it's not final, so not we can't... Not final yet. So we I can't can't what kind of show is still finalizing the lineup on the day of? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a big one. How interesting. Why do But it might not happen. It's so. the Oscars. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Because but it would be tonight? Well, this person puts out feelers, say, hey, who wants to open up I'm, for me? And uh, Oh, these and are, then they pick they, somebody. Yeah. The oh. well, this person will do. Yeah. 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 Oh. Does she get paid for it? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, is she going on tour? 
Uh, she's going to San Francisco, I think, on the 10th or the 11th uh-huh. of December. And, that, and then that's it for this year. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, yeah. So, uh, Chris, you, we'll have you on next time because um, I got I to gotta get to work. But, um, Giselle, you have any storytelling things? Uh, no, I'm done, I think, for the, until the end of the year. Okay. So we start but up you again. still have this. As do the, the as listeners need you. Oh, and I need them. Yes, uh, it's yeah. it's a it's a codependency. <laughs> a codependency. Uh, yeah, so that's what we brought you in today to talk about. <laughs> um, you just have to admit you have a problem. Yes, so you and your pills. Yeah, you and your codependency, codependency and me by my need to fix things. Well, we'll oh, come by your big uh, Christmas special. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah and um, we'd love to have you. Yeah, and if, that'd be fun. If, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if, are you going to go up to San Francisco? I don't know yet. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll try to figure out the, the day we, we do it, and if Maria's around, she's welcome to come too. She doesn't yeah. have to be on the mic. Um, <laughs> she's I, shy. I know she's she shy. hates she's the mic. Shy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, will you come back? Did you have fun? Yeah, I had fun. This is cool. Uh, it's good. Good experience. All right. Yeah. Good. Uh, I wish I was a little more lively, but yeah. No, we'll we'll get you cocaine. We'll get you next cocaine time next I'll time. I'll poke you. Yeah. 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 Just okay, poke me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, some giggling going. And we'll have uh, Cassandra back and hopefully like Bill and oh yeah. good. Yeah. yeah and we'll nice get Jason Casafracus. It'll be Casafracus. Casafracus. And you know, you know that guy? He I think I've met him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you've yeah, met yeah, him. Yeah. Funny guy. And um if anyone wants I'm doing uh, um, an open mic. Well, it's actually no mic, but just um, going to be doing a performance art piece of um, sweeping up leaves in the patio because after the rainstorm, it it's there. It, wow. All the leaves are there. And I thought this is an opportunity for art. Yeah. And so people can just come by and watch me do my thing. And uh, it's only five dollars. <laughs> I've finally I've done these performance arts pieces enough that I feel confident that I'm giving people something worth uh worth their while so i think i deserve to be paid for it yeah so um Earn. so please come um and support me on my journey <laughs> i know maria bamford supports me on my journey yes um so earning opportunity and oh yeah is that what is that what they're called in, in the health self-help books uh yes earning opportunities all right yeah well scott thank you so much thank giselle you. thank you so thank much you, and thank, thank you, you listeners you. we'll have you uh the, the we'll i'll turn on the machine earlier and i'll work out all these technical problems and we will see you next Tuesday. Wonderful. If that box. Time to tip that box. Time to tip that box. Time to tip that box. Tip that box. Time to tip that box. Time to tip that box. Time to tip that box.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.